You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight we're talking about Steven Spielberg's big screen blockbuster, Ready Player One. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. podcast i'm brian elkins with me here tonight mr jeremy benson howdy and mr jared callen i'm ready to dive into the oasis oh man i like your voice there dude i'm having a little uh little sinus issue at the moment so i've got my sexy on it, it, it does sound good <laughs> yeah it's good yeah it's, it's it's like you know you're doing your batman you know like mixed <laughs> with a trailer guy voice it's, it's nice <laughs> come here joker <laughs> Yeah, that's like yeah. It, that's definitely not the Nolan Batman. Leaning more towards um, oh, what's the cartoon guy? Um, uh, Will Arnett? No, not no, him. Right? Uh, Conroy. Oh wow, you're going way back. Kevin Conroy. All right, okay, animated series. Yeah, man, animated series. All right, so I I guess we're here talking <laughs> Ready Player One. I don't I don't guess we are here talking. And Batman Ready is One. relevant. What? Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Bat- yeah, you can make any reference in this and say, and, and say they weren't in that movie. Bullshit. They were in there in the very far back, and they just got in there for their frame. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to call bullshit until like the <laughs> Blu-ray comes out? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you're going to see all the references, uh, all the characters, and, and everything that's scattered throughout. Oh this man, movie. it's crazy. It is, man. There they were like shots where I would get stuck on like one character. Like particularly like RoboCop, I got stuck on RoboCop during one scene. Yeah, he's just walking it, through. Yeah, I just realized like, oh my god, look at all these other people over here. I bet you could right. spend months just trying to pick out. You know, someone is probably going to make a master list of everything used. They'll just like go frame by frame and like you write down everything. That some geeky bastard out there has to do that. Oh yeah, that's what the internet exists yeah. for, right? <laughs> so he's like, I think I've that's got, the purpose. I've got nothing else better to do. And then we're it's all like, going to get on there and read it. Yeah. Like Warner Brothers and Spielberg went, okay, what can we, what movie can we do to really fulfill the purpose of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, or or just spend the most fucking money. How, what was the budget on this? Because uh, one seventy five. Because well, that actually seems pretty cheap. Because of even all like the music cues and like uh, like everything, it, it's ridiculous the amount of intellectual property. Spielberg usually handles his budgets well. I did notice that you, they were heavy on the Warner Brothers properties. You know, maybe they got a deal. <laughs> well, we'll give you a deal on the Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers did it. Yeah. So I'm sure they used a lot of their characters and the, their rights. Um, I, I, I saw a lot of Universal properties. Yeah. Didn't see a lot of Disney properties. Hmm. That they were kind of a- absent. Not a lot. Of, there was a couple Star Wars references, but not a yeah. lot. And at the end, there's a R two D two in the in the background and stuff like that. Oh, was it really? Yeah, in the in the kids' room, there's an R two D two toy. Oh, I totally missed it. Yeah, it was there. Oh man. Oh, and I I I did catch one continuity error in the movie. Anybody else see it? I'm not going to bring it up until later, but yeah. No, I did not see. Okay, it. cool. We'll talk about that when we get there. No, totally totally missed the continuity error. Yep. I'm at a disadvantage. I've only seen it once. <laughs> but you're going to see it again tomorrow, so now you'll be, look, be able to look for everything that we talk about. Well, we all got to see it in the IMAX, though, so... That was great. It, it was, man. The sound was really fucking amazing. I think it lends lends itself to the experience, because I think this is a movie that is an experience. Uh, you, you can kind of let this one wash over you, maybe if you saw it on TV, but there's something about taking the roller coaster ride. Yeah, I saw where Spielberg uh, took your uh, took your quote, man. What was that? Uh, at South by Southwest, where he said, "Look, this this isn't a film. This is a movie." <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Hey, that, that just lets you know that he knows. Like, look, there's some holes in this movie, <laughs> and this is a film. I'm mean, sorry, this is a fucking movie. <laughs> this other one over here that I've got though, that's a film. What was that movie? That he had, he had, the Post. The Post. He's like, all right, yeah, film. Movie. I get John Williams to score the post. <laughs> You're not scoring Ready Player One. But I bet, you know, like, I, I did think this was a, a good, nice return for Steven Spielberg in the adventure category in the genre. A good return to form, I guess. It's cool. So, and that, like, look, I'm in my early 70s and I can still do a fun movie. Yeah, right? Yeah, totally. He's still used to returning to that, you know, the coming of age, the boy story. Um, still going back at it strong, man, after all these years. He's still in touch with his child, inner child. The, the one thing that is missing from the Spielberg childhood movie is there's not a discernible score that, like, you know, every, you think of any other Spielberg movie, uh, and there's, like, you know, melodies that stick out and, st- and dig into your head. And I didn't get that out of this. You know, the only one was a callback to Back to the Future. But, right, yeah. And that, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, and the callback to The Shining, but. And, and, oh, and, yeah, the, and there's, there's the Batman theme when the Batman car is running. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you're right, you're it's, right. It's in there. But, yeah, but this movie does just have a lot of callbacks. Right, I'm just saying, like, it's weird, like, you know, every other, like, you know, you think of Jurassic Park, anything, E.T., e. all, like, uh, uh, any of the Indiana Jones movies. Well, those are all John Williams, too. Right, I know, so maybe, maybe, maybe this movie was missing John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I'd have to go back and, and watch it again, really, and, and pay attention to the score, and you know, maybe even... Take a listen to the soundtrack because I have not uh, actually heard the score to this yet. But I, I don't know, man. I just get so overwhelmed with the visuals; it's really kind of hard to pay attention to the music. It, it really is. It, it, the music does take a backseat to like the 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 opening race sequence is like <laughs> it is so overwhelming. There is so much shit going on. I, I think you could watch that sequence like you had, what, three or four times and not you know to fully catch every single thing that's happening. You know, we were talking about. You know, callbacks to the, mu- the music. We opened with talking about catching characters on screen. And while it does have a lot of nostalgia thrown into the movie, I did not think that that interrupted, like... I didn't overly think about nostalgia over what was actually going on in the movie. 
I, I get what you're saying. It's more like, oh, that's cool, but you're still engrossed in it. Yeah, the movie was engaging enough that it wasn't just a, you know, a nostalgia kick. It was, oh, this is a cool story, and I know what that is. Completely takes your, takes your mind over, and you're like, yeah, I would like to go mountain climbing with Batman. I agree with you. The most. There, there's, uh, there's two parts of the movie that do, that do take me out, but it's, it's such a good way, and there were such good surprises. What's that? Uh, well, I don't. We're, we're, I don't think we're not to the, like the hundred percent spoiler section yet. So I'm always ready to jump in. Yeah, let, let's let's wait to after the trailer. I don't. I don't want to say what they are. I think you guys know what one of them is. Oh, um, yeah. you know, I don't. Uh, it's a reference to uh, from a Kubrick film. It didn't take me out of the movie. It was so well done, the, yeah, and it was such a surprise, right? That it. It literally shocked me. Like, it's not in any of the marketing. It, I had no idea about it. I didn't read anything about this. And it just pops on screen. It was a surprise. With the music. And it's just like, oh, my God. What did you do? What did you do, Spielberg? Oh, my God. It was just, it was amazing. And I had a great time. But it, it, it did take me a little out of the movie. Because I, at that point, I was just like, how are they doing this? Technology. It was it was Money. almost so well done. Yeah, I completely I, I completely agree. I think all of us were like, <gasps> I mean, in that one shot where they walk into like the main main room, yeah, and you see these like cartoon CGI characters walking onto this the set that you know what looks like a real set from a yeah. very famous movie that for some reason we can't mention because we haven't played a trailer. <laughs> Follow the rules. But no, it, it, it was really cool. I mean, well, almost all of it was is kind of like that. It kind of had like a, what's the movie? Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of vibe to it. It wasn't like Avatar where they were trying to make the mocap and the CGI people blend in with real life. The characters were clearly like video made, game. Yeah, made to look like mm-hmm. video game avatars. And I liked that. I thought that yeah, like it helped, cool. it, helped it blend better. It gave them some leeway. But so. I even thought like when they weren't in their video game avatars like the look of the film <clears throat> i like the look of the world like the real world in it plus the video world video game world i liked both looks yeah yeah totally no yeah the you real world pardon me i feel a little brain dead tonight <laughs> no the the, rea- the reality sections are, are are really amazing like even that stuff you see in the trailer with like uh the buildings are like stacked the yeah. trailers the, yeah. the stacks and they're like there are different kinds of like trailers and like like one of them's like a car I think yeah. they show like, <laughs> yeah 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 it's like a, some small car and it, <gasps> it is really interesting like how they build their world here I thought it was gonna Spielberg was gonna kind of rely on things he's done previously but man you know this doesn't look like Minority Report it's got a different kind of feel like, totally yeah yeah it's a nice I don't know it's a modern dystopian yeah. future you know what I mean it's totally. like I can totally see this happening right now. Or like a technology is just made us completely lazy, and we don't care about you know reality anymore. Fuck reality. We're going to the when then, you know they show the you get the part in the stacks, what you see in the commercial where he lives, but then you see those other parts like in the cities and stuff where people obviously have more money, and you see that you know the, the sky, Lily. the high rise apartment buildings and office buildings, and I just thought the whole like creation of very visually stark difference between rich and poor. Yeah, totally. Damn it, cat, go away. Your cat creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not only like uh, like rich and poor, but they also do it like like versus like corporate. Uh, 
I, well, yeah, they do it with like the corporate greed, and they, they call it out like if you're a gamer or like a fan versus like a poser, right? And if you're the corporate guy. I don't know. I, I well, e- e- even in the showing how this isn't a spoiler, but anyway, it's like the, so our main bad guy is like putting on his suit at one point in front of our main character. He's like, yeah, I'm a businessman. You know, he goes into this whole like thing. You know, like I, I I'm a fucking suit. You know. So they're even like leaning into that, you know, differentiation. I did like Ben uh, Ben Middleston in this. He was good, man. He was a good. He was a good villain. Yeah. Can we talk about the paying off debts and? Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about stuff. You know, you, like you see in trailers, and you know, I just don't want to give away like you know huge surprises and stuff. Okay, because like, like I thought the element of you know people paying off their debt by playing the game and trying to win was I thought that was an interesting futuristic idea. Yeah, collecting artifacts and stuff like hidden items and selling them in game to to make money. I mean, people do that now like on on well, certain even the the corporation, yeah. they had those people that were indebted to them and that oh, they, that's they right. would go and work in the <laughs> little pods and play the game trying to win it. Basically out setting mines in a field right. <laughs> on the game to uh, to work off your your debt. That's right. You're gonna work in the digital world. That's craziness. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, okay, so what do you? We're kind of getting into it. What did you guys think about the tech in the movie in terms of like how it played out? Did you? I, I've heard a lot of complaints. That's one of my biggest complaints of the movie is the tech. And uh, really, it, it didn't yeah. bother me first viewing. It it bothers me in a couple scenes now in second. But yeah, well, why? It's because they set up these rules of how the, the whole first like 15, 20 minutes of the film is like setting up the world and the rules. And then all the way through the film, they keep breaking the rules on how the tech works. Now you're going to have to explain that. Yeah, no, but that's spoiler world. I mean, you know, just like some of it, like the VR stuff, like some of the, the things they do in the VR world. Oh, totally. How, how they jump around and move. Yeah. It's like, how are, you, how are you doing that? They're on a treadmill and they have a headset on. Right. How, how do you leap and do flips? Like, how do you fall down? Uh, yeah. How do you jump into a gorge and fall 100 feet and have that sensation? Or even make your avatar do that if it's following your emotions and you're, and you're tethered to a thing. I, I'm I'm just suspending my disbelief. <laughs> you put the suit on, and you, just like when you pick up a controller and you hit AAB back, it makes you right. kick and shoot out fire. You didn't really <laughs> kick and shoot out fire. Yeah, but I can hold my hand out like I'm shooting fire. That makes sense. But like me jumping off a cliff, you know, and like you know, base jumping. Yeah, like what you're doing in the real world versus the digital world, like. It's weird how they mirror mirror it. Like, there's times in the film where something <coughs> something they do in the real world, you know, has consequences in the digital world, and vice versa. And it's just it's not consistent. Or you know, how there, how there's a character. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> would have never. That would have never even crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I didn't didn't think about it the the first viewing though. It, it's upon like trying to analyze, you know, like like looking at it. I'm trying to break it apart. There are some tech problems, though. But you can let that go. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I mean, for the sake of entertainment, and you know, I mean, it is a fantasy movie. I mean, it's it works well enough. Totally. I mean, At, I mean, couldn't it just oh. be that once you enter the oasis, it's also connected to your brain waves, and so if you think, jump. Right. But that would be the Matrix. That's what you're describing. Like, if you had, like, something, like, plugged into your spinal cord and you're using your brain. I'm saying, you know, like, there's brain sensor electronic sparks in your brain that can... See, I mean, there's lots of answers. I don't know. Then then, then technically you would just just be sitting there going, walk, you know, instead of, like, being on an omni-treadmill. But it's more fun to be on an omni-treadmill. 
Yeah, if you're thin. Uh, <laughs> they got to get exercise somehow. Yeah, like the one CEO guy, he was just in a um, yeah. freaking chair. He's in a giant like egg thing, and like he's well, just sitting well, there. How's, the other, how's, how's there, he walk? There's <laughs> the other time where Wade, what's his name? Wade Watts. Like, at one point in the movie, doesn't he just put the glasses on and go in there without his little treadmill and stuff? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I but, know. I mean, there are people out in the middle of the street with it on doing it. And which is like really strange. They're not hooked into any system, or uh, that's something I noticed in the second viewing with the, the Halo guys. Yeah, it's just like, wait, how are you guys not walking out into traffic? You know, they, they, during that during that sequence, they cut to the crowds outside, and it shows all the people wearing the, the little headsets. And every now and then, there's a a vibe. So they they have the ones made for the movie that are they have the clear glass and the front, so you can kind of see what they're seeing. Yeah, but then just in the crowds of people. They have like the Vive, which is a modern like VR now, and it, it, it says Vive on it, and I'm just like, that's so weird. Vive is still around, <laughs> and it looks exactly the way it does now. Hey man, product placement, dude. You got these movies don't pay for themselves. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I don't. Yeah, it's not a deal breaker. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't for me. Was it? Was it for you? Oh, that's definitely not a deal breaker. Um, but, uh, my first viewing, my only complaint was it felt a little long because I didn't know how long the movie was. Uh, but my second time around, I knew that it was two and a half hours long, so I was like ready for it. It didn't bother me once at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's got a Spielberg movie length. I didn't have any complaints, so. He's <laughs> like, this movie is perfect. <laughs> well, it's not perfect, but I mean, it's, it's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It is damn entertaining. It's the most fun I've had at the movie since Last Jedi. I can agree with that. Like that, that, that big surprise moment that we're going to talk about in a bit, I don't know if I've been that like. <sighs> In a movie in a long time, you know? I was like, wow, that's amazing. Well, there's so many different, like, levels of emotion. Right. Like, ner- just... nerd boner after no- nerd boner. Yeah. And there's like, a, there's, like, a super filmmaker respect there, you know, of, like, yeah. Kubrick and, and Spielberg and, you know, their relationship. And it's just like, oh, man, this is... I mean, and, like, Lily agrees. Yeah. And that's, I think that's our cue. Uh, guys, we're going to play the trailer for Ready Player One, and then we're going to get into a spoil-filled discussion. It's about time. <laughs> You've been warned. My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego, like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid. My mom, too. And I ended up here. Sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere, except the Oasis. A whole virtual universe. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do. But they stay because of all the things they can be. Can you feel this? Um, yeah. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. The Oasis was the brainchild of James Halliday. Hello. If you're watching this, I'm dead. I created a hidden object, an Easter egg. The first person to find the egg will inherit half a trillion dollars and total control of the Oasis itself. Who is this Parzival, and how the hell is he winning? 
find him. This isn't just a game. I'm talking about actual life and death stuff. The Oasis, the world's most important economic resource. It's nothing less than a war for control of the future. Welcome to the rebellion, Wade. Like many of you, I only came here to escape. But I found something much bigger than just myself. Are you willing to fight? Help us save the Oasis. All right, we're back. And that was the trailer for Ready Player One. Don't call it a comeback, because we were already here. Got it in. (laughs) Wow, man. I didn't even get like half of that sense out for you. That was impressive, man. Look at that. You get a... What a one up a life? What, what was it? What was the <laughs> coin? Yeah, yeah, Mario a, a, coin. No, it's it's a level up. It's a it's an extra life. Extra life. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, man. You got the green mushroom. <sighs> Losing the nerd cred as I speak. So that awesome scene that we were talking about that we that we all wanted to reference was from The Shining. From the fucking Shining, guys. Yes. The set looks amazing. They, they even met like the way the film looked. I mean, like it, it's. It's spot on. I dude, some of it I think was like actual footage from it had Shining. To be. Yeah. It had to be. Expe- well, especially when they get to the room. Yeah. But the yeah. but the little twin girls were different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, uh, I think the elevator like man, they they made it spot on though. Oh, dude, it's great. Yeah. Oh, that was so that was so incredible. The elevator opening, all the blood <laughs> coming out. And the ballroom was perfect. <laughs> It was insane. No, it's not. <laughs> what? No. Every like no, the no, clock no. counting down, like I like even how they incorporated into the game. Um, you know, from a story standpoint. Oh yeah, I, yeah. man, I loved I loved all of it. Yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah, you get the hedges later and uh, Jack Nicholson. Um, you don't get his face. You don't get his face. Yeah, you don't yeah. see his face. But I mean, you, you know it from the lip. <laughs> oh yeah. And how he's coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad Spielberg didn't show his face because usually when they show the face, it's like. Eh, well, the the, the lady in the him. bath, you know, the naked lady in the bath, that was spot on. Man, I, you know, I feel like that was... That was movie footage? Yeah. Yeah, it had I to do. be. Yeah. I do feel like that. I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was just amazing no, I, CGI. No, it, and it, it was felt so like a well great done. composite. Yeah. But it is hilarious when Big Dude goes in there. Hey there, naked lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, H. Yeah. And uh, she gets out. I'll, I'll go along. Yeah. And you can hear the audience going, don't, don't. <laughs> Everybody that's seen The Shining just immediately laughs. And oh. you can hear kids going, what is it? What is it, Dad? Yeah, what's happening? What's happening? And then the best part is when they cut back to the IOI like headquarters. And they're like, we have to get through The Shining level. And it cuts and it shows the whole room. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I'm freaking out. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Yeah, that, that's that's honestly that's, yeah, that's one of the best parts of the whole movie. Oh yeah, dude, the, all the intercutting. Um, I think that's my favorite scene. Was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, The Shining. Yeah, hands down. I think if they had more jumping into intellectual property like that throughout the film, it may have made it better. Or do you think it's just just having that one big scene? I don't know. I, I liked how that one stood out a little bit. Oh, it totally stood out. That yeah. was that was the that was the shining moment. <laughs> well, to me, like I think if you if you kind of overdid it with the you know the properties and jumping in and out of them, then it becomes more of a a nostalgia fest than a story. Right. Like to me, this felt like the right place, right time. Let's right. get out of it, move on with the story. Serve the story, not the fan. Yeah. Yeah, I got with you. 
That yeah. makes sense. So we haven't really set up what the movie is as far as like, so, you know, they're, they're in search of these three keys to get like the Willy Wonka-esque. Uh, it's very Willy Wonka. Yeah, to, to, take, to take even the ending is very Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka when he finally gets in there and, and, and wins. Yeah, was it the guy Holiday? He, yeah. This guy creates like this super uh, virtual reality uh, right. world uh, called the Oasis, right? And, and it's pretty cool. No, they have like the vacation planets. I thought that was awesome, like the super wave and everything. <laughs> Anything you want to do, you can do. They didn't show Porn Planet, but you know it exists. Yeah, it's a Spielberg film. You know you're not going to get porn planet. <laughs> well, you know, like they're, they're showing like the Vegas pl- planet. It's a giant like roulette wheel. And then it goes over and shows the hotel. And he's like, and you can go in there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They, yeah, they, they kind of lean, lean They hint it. at it. Yeah. They did give it a little call out. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. And, and, and to be fair, like, you know, when, when she, um, when, uh, oh, God, what's her name? What's the girl's name? Samantha? Samantha's like gamer name. Artemis. Artemis. There oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> but when Art E Miss. But when um I was doing Art Three <laughs> Miss Art Three Alright, what what's his name since you got it right there? It's um what's his gamer name? Per- uh, Percival? Percival. When Artemis and Percival are meeting for their first date and they go dance and then she's like, How prepared are you? And so she like starts start rubbing on him and she realizes he's he's wearing that suit, you know? Oh, the and she new like goes up. straight up between his legs and rubs up on his junk and goes all up on his chest and she's like Ooh, you are prepared. <laughs> she likes him. Oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, like you know, le- leaning on the sex, man. That was like, that was badass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. For you know, for PG-13, I guess yeah. they, oh, they yeah. did. Yeah, it, it was pretty badass. And I saw they slipped in a fuck. I was actually surprised. But it was it was the most perfectly timed fuck. It was. <laughs> they, they, Fucking uh, Chucky. No, Chucky comes out of nowhere, and they basically, and, and one of the characters like throws Chucky towards one of the IOA guys. Well, what's cool is he's a weapon. Yeah, he's a Yeah, <laughs> I was right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Chucky bomb. Oh, man, that was good. But yeah, there are those these three tests that they, they have to go through. Um, Your standard R- RPG quest to go find the three keys to unlock the ultimate you know treasure. Yeah, and apparently this guy grew up in the... What in the eighties and nineties? So everything is a reference to pop culture, right? Oh yeah, the creator of the Oasis, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who had apparently way too much free time in that he can create this entire world, yet also archive his entire life of every movie and book he ever read. You know, and his memory library was fucking amazing, and be able to create a uh, artificial intelligence engine to be able to download his entire psyche <laughs> and like everything into this dude like did a lot in his life. Yeah, they did imply at the end that uh, Mark Rylance's character was like, yeah. He 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 downloaded himself AI. into the system. That yeah, that that's what I got at the end of yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Cuz he's like, "How are you here?" and he's like, "Bitch, this is me. You're in me right now." Just the way I want you. I'm, <laughs> I'm God here. In that really awkward, like, you know, Garth Algar uh, kind of way. <laughs> Once I saw the trailer, I was, the first thing I got curious about was, okay, how are they going to, like, what's the real world story versus the video game story? And how is that going to interplay? Right. Projected problem. I thought that's where the problem would be, but. I thought the story interflowed really well. They they did they made really great moments to, to where when something major happened, they cut to the reaction of the player in the real world, like like kind of their 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 excitement or um, you know the uh, the crying. You know we're experiencing this in this digital realm, but the emotions are real. 
because it shows the the real person behind it. Yeah, I thought they, I thought yeah. the the two back and forth worlds interplayed well. They really did. Yeah, I mean, it worked in the uh, the action scenes and the emotional scenes. Yeah, I agree. My what's it, Mike, Michael Kahn? He always does a really good job editing for Spielberg. Man, I have nothing but great things to say about that guy's work. And who else edited this? There was two people. Uh, I'm not familiar. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd never read the other, never heard of the other name. It's uh, it was uh, probably the digital editor. It was the <laughs> you know what I mean the person di- ed- editing the, the the video game side. You know, like you know hand- handling the actual running that. Well, that's no, my guess. Um, it's I, I don't know, man. I think Michael Kahn's just getting so up there in age. That he needs, because this is the same co-editor from The Post. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's none of the digital oh, effects Oh, wow, there. that's interesting. Yeah, so he's getting up there, and, like, you know, he still cuts film no school way. Yeah, like a badass. Yeah, that's insane. I don't even know how they did that on this movie. He's like, I love the smell of film. <laughs> like, I, it just sounds like a, an extra step in a nightmare. I mean, like, just all the digital effects, it seems like it would be easier to do it in a computer. Right, yeah. So he doesn't cut on a computer? Nope, flatbed. Really? Old school, baby, all the way. So if Spielberg made a digital movie, shot it on digital, then... I did see some of this was shot digitally. But I'm be. sure it was, uh, you know, plates and green screens and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it had to be. Sarah Bosher is the co-editor here. Um, so she did the post with him, and then some short films before that. I don't know wow. what The Last Survivor is, but... Well done, Sarah. Been working in the editorial department on some stuff for a while, but yeah, man. So I've I've heard some people complaining about uh, the the stakes. How there aren't like you know the stakes of this film are aren't 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 that great. So basically, if you get killed, you zero out. Eh, you don't really die. You don't really die. But as a gamer, I can tell you <laughs> that when you've been playing for, well. I don't know if I agree with that statement completely. Yeah, because they kind of fix it in the third act anyway. Yeah, because the the actual stakes get raised. Like, yeah, at the beginning, if you die, you coin out, and you have to start over and rebuild your character from you know from your one. digital character. But yeah. once once the corporation figures out who he is, like they kill his aunt. They don't just kill her character. Right. <laughs> they are coming after them. In real life, so I mean, what, what stakes do you want? They're talking about like in in the game, like for for actually, you know, I, I really wish that someone else in that podcast I was listening to would have said what you said because that would have ended that conversation. But yeah, they're totally like basically the the whole the stakes of the game. Like if you were to die in game, you know, while all this crazy shit's going on, it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter in the game, but I mean, that's why they go into the real world and they have that whole other character. There's a whole character with a female, like a bodyguard or I guess she works the head of security. And like her whole mission is to like hunt for Wade and she's the one who sends out the drones and all that. I mean, there's all this juxtaposition between reality and the Oasis that's constantly happening. And plus you've got the two levels of the game world too. You've got some people that are just playing the game. Right. But then you've got the the serious people that are trying to to win to win that Easter egg Easter egg thing. Yeah, um, that's true. Not everybody that's <laughs> in the game that's like that's not the purpose of the game. Right, like that's just a side thing that some people are really trying to win it. And if you coin all, and you lose all your shit, then that's less likely you're going to win it because you need your Chucky bombs and your uh, the holy hand grenade, brother. <laughs> Your Zemeckis cubes. <laughs> oh, dude, that was great. <laughs> oh, man. 
That was amazing. Yeah, that's badass. What, what was it? it uh, 60 seconds? Yeah, it, it rewinds Rewind. everything for 60 seconds. Oh, that was great. So, <laughs> loved it. so back to their problem with the stakes. What, what, what more stakes do they want? So, uh, something more life and death, but you're right. It, it, does, it does turn into that. That's why I said you, you negated the argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I even like it in the in the beginning where they they show how serious that people do take like well, zeroing they, out. Yeah, well, well, the first time that you got that was when uh, he comes home and his and his mom's uh, boyfriend is like, "Come here, you little bastard!" You, you, no, you get it before in the montage. Yeah, when the what? Chinese dude's going to try to commit oh, that's suicide, right. Yeah, that's right. they he's, tackle him. He's, that like, was so funny. He's getting ready to Wall Street himself, like right out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm going it's out." Like <laughs> That's so badass. <laughs> He's like, this is the Great Depression. I'm out of here. Oh, man. No, that, was, that was all good. I even like that effect when they got uh, when they got cut or lost an arm or got shot. And it wasn't blood. It was just they would lose all their items and their oh, coins. Oh, yeah. Like, just yeah. spilling fucking shit out of them. Yeah, uh, that's so badass. Yeah, it was, it was a little, it, I don't know. It was, it was kind of disturbing. Like, just like, I don't know. It was because <laughs> the, the way it animated out it was kind of like blood or, you know. Oh, yeah. It's all it spews out of you. Yeah, you it was all nice. of your coin. Especially like T.J. Miller at the end. He says he's got 10. He's got 10 years worth of shit inside of him. And he loses an arm and he's just like blowing like gold out of his <laughs> oh, arm. Oh, yes. Yeah, the assassin <laughs> guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that octopus hand, that was so weird. Yeah. That, that guy was hilarious. Yeah, he was great in it. Yeah, 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 he did. He did have some. I kept wanting to see like his real. Jokes. That's real, crazy. They never showed you know because you can real you side. can just imagine that guy's like a little skinny because <laughs> he's this big you know skull monster. Imagine he's probably like a twelve year old somewhere. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, totally. oh yeah, that would have been great if they cut to it. Yeah, some little kid. That would have been <laughs> awesome. Like oh, you little punk. Is there a problem? I am eleven. Oh, that's a total noob move. Don't do that. That's what campers do. Some good dialogue there. Yeah, man. Uh, well, has anybody read the book? I have it. I just haven't read it yet. No, no, I haven't either. Yeah. I got it in a loot crate. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that from everyone on the internet this week. <laughs> yeah. Or so that's how, that's how I got it. You know, it says loot crate is exclusive. What is, a, what is a loot crate? Bro. That man, look, we're not running an ad for them right now. I mean, I think you can listen to every other podcast for that. Loot Crate is your subscription <laughs> service for nerds. Oh. Do you enjoy nerd items? <laughs> Send a gift to yourself for only $20 a month. Loot Crate, be surprised with your nerdum. There's their ad. Uh, yeah, man, you see, basically, it's a, it's a subscription service, and, and you get, like, you know, toys and books and, and comics and shit. All, see, all the shit that's in this room, it could possibly be in a Loot Crate. And if you want big shit like the fucking ATAT there, you get the Loot Crate DX. Couldn't get the posters, though. That's true. You can't get these badass posters, but yeah. you can get some cool toys. All right. There you go. But you don't know what you're getting. No, it's a surprise. Well, no, no, they, they, they have themes. So this this month is zombies, and so it could be zombies. Next month is Zelda, so it'll be mostly Zelda shit with some other shit peppered in. All right, so now that we've gotten that ad out of the way. It's not an ad. That's just nerd culture. So go to lootcrate.com forward slash movie crew. That's lootcrate.com slash movie crew. Because <laughs> that website does not, does not exist. But look, Loot Crate, if you want to sponsor us, Fuck, you didn't got to pay. You can just, like, send us some free boxes every month. We will fucking push your shit. LootCrate.com slash movie crew. 
I think the rest of the podcast should just be Jared talk, <laughs> talking in that voice. We'll just, just give me random things to say. Benson, quick, write stuff for him. You're a writer, just write. Fake ads. <laughs> Do the sleep number ad next. Do you enjoy sleeping well? <laughs> Jump on a sleep number. Did you? Oh, like, blue yeah. plate. <laughs> blue plate. Do you like eating? So do I. <laughs> eat fresh with Blue Plate. Now say, in a world. In a world where a man can eat what the fuck he wants. Oh, my God. In the Oasis, you can enjoy. Actually, no, they said the Oasis, the real world is the only place that you can get a decent meal. So anything else in the world that you want to experience, you can experience in the Oasis. But if you want a goddamn good meal, you got to go to the real world. Damn it. Because <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to do is eat. Man, you know, uh, that's one of my favorite things about the film uh, was that it was the message. Um, where, you <laughs> Get know, the fuck you, outside. Well, yeah, like, you know, you need to unplug. But it, at the same time, it... It wasn't disrespectful of that culture, of nerd culture. You know oh, no, I mean? no, no. You know, it completely supported and it supported all of that. But at the same time, it was like, you know, reality's good too, guys. Right. So, you know, let's not get too wrapped up in things. Like, it was, it was a nice warning, but at the same time was... It didn't hit you over the head with it. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, but it was, it was also respectful to, to the nerds and the fans that obviously are going to show up to watch this. Right. At the end of one of the Metal Gear Solid games, the game starts glitching out because you infect it with a virus, and it starts telling you, you've been playing for so and so many hours. Maybe you should go outside. <laughs> because it doesn't want you to win, you know? You're an official loser. Get off your couch right now. It's like, you've been playing this for 63 hours, kid. <laughs> you have a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> go outside. You look like a fucking vampire. <laughs> You do nothing but playing games all day. You have the most well-defined thumbs I have ever seen. <laughs> They're double-jointed. It's my hidden talent. I'm an evolutionary freak, bro. I'm a mutant. I'm an X-Men. Yeah. I don't even need a turbo button. <laughs> oh, my God. What is going on here? Do they even make turbo buttons anymore? That doesn't exist. I have no idea. I, no, I don't, I don't think you need that. If there are turbo buttons, leave us a message on Facebook. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be embarrassed to tell you all the last video game I played. No shit. What was it? Because <sighs> Brian's probably a really badass one. Then, As soon as I move, I'm going to buy a system. And, and It's like a kind of a horror story game. Oh, yeah, Until Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a good game. It looks cool. I looked it up. It's pretty badass. What's it about? Uh, it's a story-based game where you like you pick your... Choose choose your path. Choose yeah, your you kind of like yeah. It's like choose your own adventure. Yeah, and it's like a video game, but like it's like these teenagers are stuck on this mountaintop cabin, and they're being attacked. It's pretty cool. What are they being attacked by? A bunch of different things. Oh, <laughs> like uh, it's got slasher vibes. It's got monster movie vibes, supernatural stuff, and then you know it wraps up at the end. Gotcha. So you mean, so you mean science fiction? That's right. It's really <laughs> aliens. The same ones that are the interdimensional beings from Crystal Skull. Which is one of the best moments in the movie. So dude becomes like a famous, right? Because he gets the key and he goes out into public and um, <laughs> an Artemis runs over to him dressed as Goro from fucking, uh, from fucking um, Mortal Kombat. Oh, that was an... At 
Rithic moment. <laughs> and then like goes and drags him over there. <laughs> and then the fucking chest burster pops out of his chest <laughs> and then like turns up and like eats its way up the chest to open him out. <laughs> like, and then reveals that it's it's the girl. That seriously, that, I was laughing my ass off right there. What a cool not just taking it beyond just the thing bursting out, but like it turning up and like eating its way. <laughs> it so I bet it's like a, just a sock puppet on yeah, her arm. Puppet. It's great. Yeah, it is oh, good. Man. That was a good gag. Yeah, it's beautiful. Man, my kid actually got scared by that, man. When it, when it popped oh, it's out, a nice thing. Like, he was like, oh. But then the laughter did follow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, dude, Spielberg's great at that stuff, man. He's great at staging those little gags like that. I bet he's good with kids. Uh, I hear that, you yeah, know? I hear that. Yeah, I heard it from... I had it after I saw E.T. That's what they said. He's so good with Drew Barrymore. He's so good with kids. Yeah, look, look at the other little guy. What was his name? Henry Thomas. Yeah, so the last video game I played was, I want to say, WWE Wrestling on a Sega Genesis. Like back when Sega was Sega, or like now? Like Like a retro system? Like like, like, like you were like trying to nostalgia. No, this was like in 2000, period. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Zero, zero, zero. It's time for you to play a game. (laughs) We need to have game night. It was a Sega Genesis that was like still hooked up and running? 18 years ago, bro. They were there. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I guess guess so. I I guess I remember like a couple people in college dorms having like original Nintendo. Maybe it was a PlayStation 1. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Like original Resident Evil days. Oh, yeah. Oh, Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil. I liked Resident Evil too bad. I remember I got oh, mad because it was great. My roommate at the time had the the system and he was playing and he was like, "You want to play?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I sat down I'm like, "What do I do?" And then he just starts kicking my ass. And I'm like, "Dude, you have to tell yeah, me this how isn't to play." Fair. Well, you, look, you're getting your butt kicked. Yeah, I know. You haven't told me what to do yet. And I finally right, like, yeah. just screw it, man. I'm yeah, not, it's assholes is, like that that this ruin is not fun. Games. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta clean the floor, bro. You just gotta you just gotta mop. Yeah, it. but if somebody doesn't know how to play, and you just jump in, and just like yeah, <laughs> it's like you, yeah, you're, you're trying to like yeah, play Mortal Kombat first time. Every time you walk over a motherfucker, he uppercuts you. Finish him, you know? Like God damn it! Well, you, you gotta you gotta show him how to win, you know. <laughs> let me let me let me show you. See see. Uh, they're they're so, dropping in. Well, yeah, this I saw is what him, you do. I and, saw him win, oh, and like, then I got hum- you know I was humbly showing him how to lose, <laughs> but eventually like it it was to the point where I was like, look, Stop I, I don't anymore. know what I'm doing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's why I like single player games like Skyrim. And then just like walk around and like talk to people. And, oh, you don't you don't play multiplayer games really. Um, no, I don't. Cause like, you know, like, you know, like in this movie, there's like an 11 year old kid who's a badass that happens in real life. Oh yeah, man. No, it's, 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 it's all right though. You know, it's, it's okay. I know, but it, it just makes me feel like I'm a, like I'm a weakling. I'm oh a yeah. Man, look, every time I, it hurts ever, his ego, Brian. I, I start crying. <laughs> Anytime I get online and, and tell anyone my age, they're like, Oh my God, you're so fucking old. Pedophile. <laughs> what are you doing are on you, here? Are you playing with those kids? My wife plays it. this game on her phone. It's like online game, right? I guess like the leader of her tribe or whatever, <laughs> like started hitting on her and like asking her questions. And eventually he's like, where do you live? And my parents <laughs> are going to drop me off at your house. <laughs> eventually he got to, so how old are you? And she was like, well, 35 and he's like oh oh i thought you were my age and he's like 16 (laughs) totally macking on her that's awesome 
Well, hey, man. Hey, I mean, that you makes know? you feel good, right? Yeah, like, right? Uh, I know. It's like, She's hey. like, I still got it. <laughs> or at least her avatar does. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> no, man. You know, it was the words that were written, dude. I mean, that's what he said. She seems intelligent and funny. Seems. Because I got in trouble because I haven't called her intelligent or funny so in a That's long actually time. why she brought that conversation up, probably. Probably. Like, you, know, you know that Timmy... Online. <laughs> Online thinks that I'm intelligent Timmy. and funny, Jeremy. Well, Timmy is an idiot. <laughs> Timmy doesn't know you like I do. <laughs> you are not funny. <laughs> Timmy appreciates me. She doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, we'll cut that out, probably. <laughs> It'd probably be for the best. Ah, leave it in. <laughs> no, I mean, back to the movie, though, like... <laughs> He's trying to give you a place to cut it. I try. I always try to give him edit moments. That's where he's like, okay, guys, we're switching the subject here. Oh, well, back to the film. I always try to give him edit moments. Oh, damn. I keep it. I keep the mic out of that. I keep edit moments top of mind awareness. (laughs) You're a good podcaster. (laughs) So, what were you saying? He was just trying to get us back on track. (laughs) What was it about uh, Ready Play One now? I don't even okay, I got a question for you. Out of the three keys, which one was the best as far as the okay? Challenge? So the first one was a race. The first one was a race via like uh, what's you know you know you uh, used to go uh, before you go watch a movie and you get into the, the car. Fir- I thought the first one was kind of the even though the second one was Cruising the shining. USA. I thought the first one with the clue that fits together with it. Which one? The first one, the, the race. Oh, where he has to go and see how to go backwards and all that. That he figures out, oh, go backwards. Yeah, yeah. I thought that one was the one that fit together <laughs> and was most probable. Of course, The Shining was my favorite scene, so I like that one because of The Shining. Um, although I don't know if... The zombie thing at the it, end? It's almost a little bit of a stretch that anyone would have ever figured out those clues. That's the thing um, with the whole movie. You had to be a fucking proto-nerd on, you know, just about on this guy. You, that that is one thing that with the well, they, story they, they kind of glossed over everything unless it had to do with the the theme of like you know I don't know like what was the theme of this movie like letting letting well, go and and appreciating <clears throat> real life a little bit and right well see I thought going into the movie like the story the like the the keys would be you would learn as you get the keys to appreciate real life more really it's this guy's really egotistical. I want you to learn about me. Yeah. Everything about me. <laughs> but you know, but they, but they use his not the knowledge of him as, as currency because when uh, when uh, Artemis and I can't I keep forgetting the other guy's name Percival Percival, Percival yeah when, when they kind of like meet up at the first time they have a little battle back and forth like what's well you know yeah. what, what's his favorite movie well, well and, and then like you know they're going back and forth back and forth so they use that as like street cred like if you if you know. Uh, you know all this uh, this techno this uh, sorry this, uh, this trivia, history of dude yeah this history of, of of our of our like great leader then you know then you're one of us of great nerd yeah <laughs> like you know nerd strong if you're a part or, part of our cult of our clan yeah we don't clan up though they don't they're all they're all uh, single player yeah but they clan hey, hey that's the way I like but they you know did what? they're high five bro but because you know later. what sometimes. <laughs> You gotta clan up to get through shit, and that's why in the most recent like uh, Elder Scrolls game, they give you a companion who talks too much. I was surprised by by all the animation throughout the movie. In what like, way? The amount of it. 
You know what I'd I, say about eighty percent of an animation. It feels like a lot of it yeah. is. You went into a movie that was going to be based <laughs> inside of a video game, and you're surprised that it was animated. Yeah, because you look at the trailers, and it's not. You know, it's like half and half. You know, you get a little bit of the real world, and you get well, you get a little bit of the real world. If you watch the trailers, you get. I feel like it's it's more equal, or right. it's like fifty sixty. Where in the movie, I feel like it's twenty eighty. I was just I really know. surprised. I, it didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, because I would like to see. Yeah, what I, people, man, it looked expensive, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, also, how is ex- how expensive it is it to own and run a system to be in the Oasis, even if poor people can do it? Like, what do they do for jobs? Do you work in the Oasis? I don't know. Like, that's just like they, they never really got into that. Like, what's well? I no, got because Percival was collecting coins, right? In the race, and I just I just took that as like because you can actually buy. No, no. He with, had to collect coins to get more fuel to be able to like run his car. Yeah, but those he was also rewarded coins when he got finished uh, when he got the first key. He got a hundred thousand. Yeah, and he blew it all. Yeah, and but he <laughs> he could buy things. He bought that new suit yeah, that yeah. arrived to him in the real world. Yeah, real world pickup. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that's like real cash you can spend. I mean, that's how I read it. Yeah, I got that. Like. Some people work in the oasis from the scene where all the you know the people are in the little room and the guy the Chinese dude count coins out and mm-hmm. almost commit suicide. I got the sense that they were working in the. So oasis. that was a whole like you know group of people working. Yeah, in, in the and in he the was kind of off playing a little game while he should have been at work. And they do have this in the third act. I guess we didn't <coughs> uh, really talk about the the rebellion that uh, pops up and. There's a real big Star Wars moment in the movie where uh, Wade's um, aunt and uncle dies. His uncle's a total douchebag in the movie, but they die. Well, of course, it's a Spielberg film. The kid has to have no father <laughs> right? figure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he he goes on the run, and uh, he, he meets up with the girl, and there's actually, like, they're on this like, little rebellion for a while. And then, she actually says, welcome to the rebellion. Yeah. She does. And she gets captured and put in this... And uh, what is it? IOI's slave facility. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like that's, a slave that's, that's, that's VR the, facility. That's the payback, or like yeah, the, that's the place where like if you owe you go IOI off. or whatever a lot of money, you can go work off your debt <laughs> by trying to find the keys in the oh, oasis. Or somebody, man. Like, but she didn't know anything. I mean, they just no. threw her in there. They added her they like, father's debt to her. Yeah, I mean, this is crooked corporate guys here. Well, I mean, that was kind of the the structure was you got. The corporate guys that are trying to find the key so they can advertise in the Oasis and sell advertisement. Right. And then you got the gamer dudes that are just trying to get it because it would be cool. But the Rebellion understands that they have to stop the corporate guys. And shit gets serious at that point. Right. I mean, it's a pretty generic story, but it's fun. No, it's totally. No, it's it's Willy Wonka, man. I mean, it's like a modern day like. uh, It's like, hey, let's take the themes of Star Wars and the story of Willy Wonka. (laughs) Even has the Willy Wonka ending where you know he gets everything and well, he he basically wins and then. I mean, Wade is Luke and. (laughs) What you guys think of the uh, third key? What the the with the uh, yeah with the Atari was it adventure game? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool. And going back to what you were saying about the keys. (sighs) Just logic-wise, the steps taken to get to the key. I have a hard time believing anyone would ever figure out the ones to The Shining. Like, oh, you got to go dance with her and 
like that would have I would have never figured that Well, they were out. thinking that you had to, he never took the chance to get a kiss, but what it really was looking for is just like, hey, you want to dance? The first and the last one, like the last one I figured out before it even announced it on the screen. I was like, oh, I bet you don't try to win the game. I bet there's like an Easter egg hidden in the game. Right. You got to know about that Easter egg. That one and then the drive backwards <laughs> on the raceway seemed a lot more logical. Right. Like something that you would really put as like an Easter egg in a game, right? But you know they, they needed a chance to to go into uh, another, you know, an intellectual property. You know, give it a reason. Especially when like you 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 set up that the game the race is unwinnable. Yeah. Like at that point, you know, you're sitting there going, "Well, if it's unwinnable, there then has to be another way." There has there they have to think outside the box on this, and then the whole driving backwards was, and then going under the game was, was brilliant. Like yeah. that was great. Oh, that was an awesome sequence where he's like looking up, and you can see all the inner workings of the uh, computer system and how everything's popping up. That was really yeah, great. super badass. Yeah, dude, I really enjoyed that. So wait, we never answered uh, Jared's question of uh, what was your. You just missed that whole conversation. No, but like, so like <laughs> did, did, but, you guys but, said but, what your favorite was. But boiling it down, what was your favorite challenge? Did you answer that out of the three? I don't think I have a favorite though. Like the favorite scene is the shining scene. I think the first challenge is the most realistic, right? And the last one is uh, you know it's it's like I said that one's also. A very logical one. I figured that one out before the people on screen did. But I don't really have a favorite. I did now. I did get confused, and this may be just my lack of gaming. But I thought, like, once you got the key, you fucking had the key. And when other people started getting keys, too, I was like, huh. Well, no, well, that's see, interesting. But think about it. It makes sense. Like, so if oh, yeah, I, if totally I, if, makes if, sense. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm thinking real world here. If I go right. get a key... You can't have the key, right? But but in the game, yeah. in all game a- worlds, anybody that wins, anybody that wins gets it. It's kind of like you know. You, you so that's you know that's my like I said that's my lack of gaming. Yeah. Um, so I will shut up and let you gamers do. That. <laughs> um, no man, uh, my, my my favorite uh, is probably the race, really, because I, I don't know it's just how crazy it was. I mean, I also well, love, and the, it also makes sense, right? It's a it's it's the perfect opening one, but also you know <laughs> it is the best one to start on. You're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the challenge of getting, you know, just not not even going for the win on it, but just to, I, I would love just to try to race that motherfucker and see how far I could get in that ridiculous race. Have King Kong stop you at the end? I mean, you know, you know, you're gonna lose, so it, it doesn't really matter. But like, hey, man, I'll be there to catch you in a really cool slow mo spin. Oh yeah, you can hold arms and spin around, uh, dude. That was badass. That though. was badass. That was so well done. Darius Kanji always knows how to. Isn't that his name, Darius Kanji? No idea. Same GP that's like shot for Spielberg for the last like twenty years. Janusz Janusz Kaminski. Janusz, yes, that's it. Yeah, Janusz Kaminski. Darius Kanji. That's um. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That's seven. Okay. Yeah, Janusz Kaminski. Yes, that's it. Is it Janusz? It's Janusz. Janusz. Yeah. Janusz Kaminski. I do believe so. So okay, I want to tell you about my continuity error. What was the continuity error? Okay, so on the back of H's van. There is this like devil face with the mouth open. Well, oh, the one in the real world. In the real world. Okay, I got you. Okay, where the drones are scanning. Yeah, so she's like, oh, they're scanning my van, you know, and all that, and then uh, you know, so and then the van plays a big part in the chase scene at the end. Also, that same symbol for some reason is over a doorway uh, in um, Samantha's uh, hideaway, 
when right, right before they go out into uh, to, to when she's like they're about to kiss and they're having this big moment and she's like, Oh, I just fucking figured it out. And he's like, fuck, we were about to make out. And then, you know, so she runs in there and, and like, she puts the vest on and all that. And she's like, he, yeah. he never took the leap Yeah, yeah. in I the know, background, in the background, there's a doorway that has the same symbol on it. Really? You know, it's huge. Which I thought that was kind of interesting, tying them together uh, by by theme already. What does the symbol mean? I, I, I don't have, even remember I have, what it was. It, it's like a devil face with a, with a wide open mouth. Now the, con- okay. now the continuity error is when the IOI, are tracking the van in the end in the race sequence. When they show the van on the computer screen, the face is on the left door. Oh. But every other time in, right. in the movie, it's on the right door, and, there, and there's a hazard placard on the left side. That so I was like, well, that's weird. And I, I saw it the first time we saw it, and then I and like with this last time, I was like looking for it. It's totally there. That's that's the only like weird little huh, I saw there you minor. Go. But you know, there you go. It's kind of like watching Terminator. Jared spots a continuity. <laughs> it's like like watching Terminator Two and counting the bullet holes on the on the trucks at the end. <sighs> or how many times Arnold Schwarzenegger takes his hand off the shotgun? Oh yeah, in the beginning, where we pick that guy up and throw him against the window and becomes black. <laughs> oh my god! Or they pick a black guy up and throw him against the window and he becomes white or something. I just watched that on 4K. That is awesome. Oh, I love the Terminator Two uh, Iron Giant. Uh, death scene. Oh, yeah, he's just sinking down. He gives him the thumbs up. That's beautiful. That was, was great. Terminator 2 or Terminator 1 where the guy cocks the shotgun twice? I definitely don't remember that. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to watch both of them to find out. Yeah, I don't know. But I, don't I do. Know. I remember one of them. It's Arnold's in the scene, and I remember my dad catching it. He goes, ah, he just cocked the shotgun twice. And we made the same mistake on our first short film. And I went, ah, they got away with it for Terminator weekend. <laughs> As long as you got the audience, man. As long as you got them. Hey, man. Suspension of disbelief, right, Benson? That's it. Yeah. That's what you do with movies. That's right. Not a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. This isn't a film. Fuck that the mechanics don't work. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it doesn't really bother me that the tech doesn't work. Yeah. Going back the second time, I really did like um, the age characters' uh, dialogue. Because there's this this thing where it's like um, uh, Wade's best friend. And you think it's another dude because like the avatar, yeah. his the avatar for H is like this big like I don't know orc looking yeah, troll yeah. monster. When you find out it's just a black chick, Hillary, or yes. whatever her name is, yeah, whatever, Holly yeah, or something, yeah, because she goes by H for short. Yeah, it's nice revelation, well, but at the same time, there's well, it's also forecast. Too. Well, yeah, because she's like, it, 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 she could be a three hundred pound fat guy in, in in his mom's basement. Well, yeah, but and it. That's what I was getting ready to bring up, and there, and that's when they were talking about the girl, right? And yeah. that's who he likes. And then when they show the girl in the real world, she is deformed with a birthmark over her face, yeah, like she's over still one super eye. Cute, but she's yeah, exactly right. She's yeah. still super hot. Wade, if you grab a hold of that ass, that birthmark goes away. Yeah, I mean, come on. Oh man, dude, yeah, she's yeah, very, 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 I mean, very pretty. I, that that was one of those like Hollywood moments that I did get. It, it got on my nerves a little bit. It's yeah. like you should have just made it like the most bland she looking. Look like fucking Elephant Man. Or, well, not <laughs> Elephant Man, but you know, like just somebody that's like not who's not yeah. typically she beautiful. Was way too pretty to have that moment. Yeah, somebody that's not a supermodel or not somebody yeah. that you can go. Yeah. I mean, realistically, if she was that bad, it, it, she could have got some cover-up makeup. I mean, golly, you know. I, I, dude, no, they think it didn't matter. She could have, she could have like a birthmark all over her face. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, you totally. know, she's guys. Y'all know, cute. you you know, girls are very sensitive about any imperfection, right? 
Yeah. She I, doesn't think she's super cute. Yeah, did you see her eyes, though? Man. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> you know how many people watch her videos, uh, dude? I mean, come on. Oh, man. He's like, I've seen all of her Twitch streams. <laughs> read all of her vlogs. <laughs> Twitch streams. That's still a thing? It has to be. Yeah. It's got to be because video games are still around. I think that's it. So um, I, I'm going to go ahead and rate it. Okay, I'm going to give this one a solid 8.5 Elkins out of 10. 8.5? Yeah, it's the first time I've done a point. Yeah, but yeah. I, I noticed that. So I had to put it like 0.5 over Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> I don't even know. You just blew my mind. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I'm just now glad I didn't rate Jacob's Ladder so high. No, but those are two different movies, though. I mean, oh, like, it's, I like, it's, it's like night and day. Like, I mean, I don't even I don't know, know how why. you can compare those two. Well, I just thought of this, but, you know, you were talking about suspension of disbelief, right? Right, yeah. Um, I remember watching an interview with, uh, and it's two different It's two different things. One was an interview with Spielberg talking about the making of Jaws, and one was an interview with Jack Nicholson talking about the making of The Shining. And oddly, they both connect to this movie. Yeah. Um, one was Spielberg talking about when, and the producers talk about in Jaws how he wanted to blow the shark up at the end, you know, shoot the air tank and blow the shark yeah, up. And right. they're like, but that wouldn't happen. And he's like, if I've got them for two <laughs> hours, they'll believe whatever I want in the last two minutes. Right. And then Nicholson asked Kubrick one time something like, well, this doesn't feel realistic. And Kubrick turned to him and said, do you want realistic or do you want good? And it just, he makes you think, like, yeah, that sometimes you do just want entertaining instead right. of realistic. Because if we went just, oh, that wouldn't really happen, then in Jaws, when you shot the air tank, then it would go, and the shark would eat the dude. Right. And the shark wouldn't have torn the boat up. And, like, a lot of stuff we love is not realistic. Totally. And not following that logical everything works <sighs> line. So sometimes I think we're a little bit... With the internet and the ability to complain about stuff, I think we're a little bit hypercritical these days. Oh, I agree. I, I'm tearing it apart to tear it apart. Like, I'm, and I'm talking more as a society, not us, because right. obviously we wouldn't do that. We would never. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, come on. If it doesn't make sense, I mean, you can call it out totally, but at the same time, does it bother you and ruin your enjoyment of the film? Not no, at all. Absolutely not. I mean, well, but I'm talking about when I say that the people that are hypercritical, and I did say not us for a reason, because there are people online, and I see it often, that will go out and say, this movie sucks, this is not realistic, this would never happen, and I think they're missing the point. They usually are. So we're rating it. Um, now, if, if that was so much that it ruins the film for you, then there's a problem. I think certain people just like to complain. Yeah, I agree. And I, I really do believe there's a certain there's a certain aspect of, on one hand, if you're online and you have a voice and people can you know read your voice that gives you you're getting attention that if you're hypercritical of something then that makes you seem like well I think they make I think it makes people feel like people perceive them as smarter, right. There's the other thing of wanting to be the cool person of, oh, well, I didn't like it. Well, you get that anytime something's popular, right? Right. You There's know? always going to be a hater. Yeah. Look, Avatar can come out and be the highest grossing movie of all time, and then everybody hates it. You know, it's just like, how does that happen? It's kind of how we felt after the last Star Wars film. All three of us were like, wow, it was pretty good. 
Yeah, and right. everybody else was like, "Fuck this movie! Yeah, this movie, right. you can fuck you." You're exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's like That's exactly Ava- what happened. Avatar's yes. a, a good Avatar's a good example, though. Like, I'm not the biggest Avatar fan. I didn't leave the movie going. That was the most amazing thing Dude, ever. Fuck that movie. <laughs> but you're insane. I did leave the movie. Leave the movie That's and James go. James Cameron. Look, I, dude, know, I, had, I had to be that guy. You, you, you can never look. If anybody says fuck that movie to a James Cameron film, I'm sorry. You're a dumbass. You don't know as much as he does. I promise you, go back and watch it again. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Go ahead, Benson. I see you. What I was saying is like, even though I didn't leave it going, man, that's my new favorite movie or that was just absolutely mind blowing. I left you going, yeah, it's good. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe that's what I'm getting is I feel like that level of, yeah, it's good has gone now. It's either this is awesome or this is a piece of shit. There's no in the middle anymore. I think we're just so inundated with content these days and, and like it's such a now world where we have so much shit thrown at us that, you know, everybody feels like they have a have an opinion, but it, we should all just be like content with that was enjoyable. That the people who are being overly critical, that they should look at themselves and say that, you know, if it was enjoyable, then it was good enough. I've also seen people set unrealistic expectations. They put a lot of money in this. It should have no flaws. When you think about how movies are made and you go back and look at the most successful movies in history, that's never been a... Well, I mean, if a movie has a certain budget level, there are certain flaws that if it does have, I will ding it for. So this one had flaws you ding it for? No. Because I saw that quote on this movie. Really? No, I no. I thought this movie looked good. Well, yeah. That's what I'm talking but, about. But what I'm saying, but no, not in this movie. But if you take something like Justice League, I totally ding Justice League yeah. for. Well, yeah, that's a different. No, but I mean, you're, that's a complete. I'm not talking about like completely bad CGI. I'm talking about this is a well, almost two hundred million dollar movie. Jeremy, you made it a blanket have, statement. I'm just, I'm just. Saying. It should. Uh, well, I'm answering your question. I hate when mom and dad fight. I'm, I'm answering. Saying. I'm answering your your statement. Yeah, it's it's a difference when you you see a movie with shitty CGI and they had to remove a mustache and the script's <laughs> not very good, as opposed to Ready Player One, which looked good. Looks great. The story works. It's fun. Yeah, and this is from a talented filmmaker. There's somebody <laughs> online saying this is from a two hundred a two hundred million dollar movie. It should have no holes in it. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a, a holes different. Versus how a movie looks is different, though. Like, a movie that cost over $150 million, I expect it to look good. Well, of course. And I will... But what what I'm talking about is, like... I reserve my right to complain about... I'm talking about that. people that are complaining about, like, story and... I don't know. You're allowed to complain about story, though, right? Or simply I mean, you're, because You're of allowed budget. to have an opinion. Yeah, you're I mean, allowed but... to have an opinion. I mean, you're allowed. Okay. I mean, you're allowed, but... I'm not know. saying you're not allowed to have an opinion. I just... I was just saying people are overcritical. People are overcritical, but... It's because everyone has a voice, and they feel like they have to be heard. And the easiest way to be heard is to be negative. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's a fine line, too, because, like, you don't ever want to stifle anything. Like, you want everybody to be heard. Like, all of, the, all of the conversation, regardless of whether I think it's stupid or not, it is important to have. You know? Well, like I said, I, 
I didn't have any issues until I started researching and then looked thinking about it. That blows my it. mind. What do you mean by that? No, it's, Explain it's, that. Because I let it wash over me, and I just kind of experienced it as it were. First viewing? You first, let it wash first viewing. But then the second viewing, and the, I, like in between this, the first and second viewing, I started reading what other people were saying, and I went back and kind of watched it with a critical eye, and I started seeing things, and I was like, interesting. And then like you know, I started tearing it apart. But in the initial viewing... On not trying to be a fucking film film snob, uh, you know it was great. Like I said, my only complaint at the okay, end of the so film. Okay, so let me ask you some questions. Answers. <laughs> maybe this will get to what. Maybe this will narrow down what I'm trying to say here. Okay. So if there was no internet and you wouldn't saw this movie, you would have left saying, "Hey, that was great. I have no problems." Yes. But because people on the internet ripped it apart, it made you go back to second question stuff in the movie. Yes. Okay, now take a movie that's not as well made and is being torn apart in the movie. But it's not a bad movie. Could that movie that's now a, you know, it's a B-grade movie, could have an audience, but now it doesn't have an audience because people are ripping it apart online wanting a higher expectation. Could that happen? See, I that's think that's kind of not... Uh, no, that, it's not. But it is, yeah. But what I'm saying is that's, that's, that's a good point, but it's kind of not fair because... It feels like that you're waiting. The expectation for a film that has almost two hundred million dollars versus an expectation of a film that was made for, you know, five hundred thousand dollars. I didn't give a budget. Well, you, you said it. I said less. <laughs> well, that that's giving a budget. That's kind of giving it a budget. Come on, man. But anyway, yeah. less could be a hundred million. Yeah. Well, I expect less from a hundred million dollar movie than I do a two hundred million dollar movie. I I just expect less. I just expect you know like <laughs> I expect less from that film. I'm not doing a good job of explaining this. It's also late. <laughs> well, I warned you at the front. I was brain dead. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so, what was your what was your rating? <laughs> yes, seven point five. Nice. Seven that's solid. Five. Yeah, that yeah that is solid. You gave it an eight point five. I know that's really solid, guys. I'm gonna give this a nine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guy, look, I had a really good time with this movie. I don't care what anybody else says with all their fucking hating comments and look. No, I, I thought the movie was great. Yeah, I can I can think the tech is blah blah this. This is the most fun I've had at the cinema since the Last Jedi. There you go. I mean, guys, for real, this is a March movie. This felt like a summer blockbuster. Like, I mean, this was better than most of the summer blockbusters that we got last year. Totally. Seriously, think about it. I it was fun. It reminded me of. Fun, like, 80s Amblin entertainment. They really did. I got that total nostalgia kick. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it's a remake of Willy Wonka. But, I mean, Avatar is a, a remake of Dances with Wolves and uh, Pocahontas. And I'm fine with Avatar. No, fine. I don't have a problem re- retelling Willy Wonka <coughs> in, a, in a modern digital age. Let's do it, man. Ready Player One, I'm on board. I really love this movie. The Mecha Godzilla. Oh, uh, what fucking, a badass moment. Oh, my God, dude. My kid lit up. I, oh, I'm i such a huge Godzilla fan. That was a moment, dude. That was great. Yeah, I thought about you during that. Yeah, dude. And then the, the Gundam reference coming up yeah. and like just all the Japanese stuff, like Akira with the oh, motorcycle bike. Oh, that was bike. so fucking cool. Oh, my God, dude. All the references. I was, I was losing my mind. I was having so much fun. And like, you know, like Benson said at the very beginning of the podcast, like the story did work. Like, yes, I don't care if it's Willy Wonka. It 
it fucking felt good, man. It was. Well, it was. It doesn't good. matter that it's Willy Wonka because it's it's all about reference, and that's another reference. Yeah. Well, outside of like The Shining, and the other one was Mechagodzilla. Those two totally like they 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 did take me out of the movie a little bit, but. It was because they were That's so fucking awesome. That's just because your excitement. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that, yeah. It's not, 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 not bad. It was just like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. Hits, it hits the moment where it's like, I got so many emotions going off right now. I don't know what to do. Totally. No, I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. All right, guys. So that's going to be it for us tonight. Uh, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do that by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew and crew spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can people follow you, sir? You can follow me on the Twitter at Jared B. Callender on Instagram at Check the Gate. Benson. Where can people follow you, sir? They can't. I'm going off the grid. There he goes. He's off the grid again. If you didn't reach him, drop us a message. You want to know a confession? Oh, here we go. Damn, man. I've like never this. seen Willy Wonka. What? Dude, that's in our show open. It is. We need You've a never movie seen night. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Fact? Okay, no. look. Brian, do you have it on, uh, on Blu-ray? No, not on Blu-ray. I have it on DVD. I okay, cool. Can we watch it soon? Uh, yeah, I think okay, so. awesome. Yeah, we're doing that. And like always, if you guys could leave us a five-star or any star rating on iTunes and Stitcher, we would surely appreciate that. And guys, we're going to close out with a little bit of the soundtrack. We're going to be playing track 21, the main title for Ready Player One from composer Alan Silvestri. Enjoy it.